Today on the newscast, as protests spread throughout Iran, are we witnessing a new Iranian revolution or is the Iranian regime preparing a brutal crackdown? Get my take next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've got an update on a story we've been following for you here throughout the week, the growing protest throughout Iran. Now, tens of thousands, perhaps even hundreds of thousands of Iranians have now taken to the streets in cities across that country, and it's all over the death of Masa Amini. Now, we told you the other day here in the newscast, last week, 22-year-old Masa Amini killed in the prime of life for, according to the Iranian regime, not wearing her hijab, her Islamic head covering, properly. For that supposed crime, she was arrested by Iran's so-called morality police, who are among the most immoral people in that entire country. And working for the Iranian regime, that's saying something, but she was arrested She died in custody. Now, the regime is saying that, hey, she had a heart attack. Her family is saying, no way. She was 22 years old in the prime of life. We believe she was beaten to death by Iran's, again, so-called morality police. Now, the U.S. government just yesterday, uh, Thursday, September 22nd, uh, enforced sanctions against Iran's morality police. The U.S. government saying, Hey, they killed this young girl, Masa Amini, and the Iranian people seem to agree in larger and larger numbers. Again, folks, they are in the streets mourning this woman's death and protesting the Iranian regime. Now, the Iranian regime is preparing, I believe, a brutal crackdown. We're already seeing signs of it. Uh, Dozens of people have likely been killed already. Some accounts say 17 Iranian protesters. Some say 26. You can bet, sadly, that those numbers will grow. The Iranian regime, if it has shown anything over the past several years, it's that it will crack down in brutal fashion if it feels its tyrannical rule threatened. So are we seeing a new Iranian revolution, a revolution in the positive sense, kind of an anti-revolution compared to the 1979 Iranian revolution, which brought this regime to power under the leadership, of course, of Ayatollah Khomeini. Uh, It's hard to say right now where this is going. Again, will the regime kind of snuff it out in the womb uh, as as this protest movement is just getting off the ground? Because those brutal tactics that this regime does not hesitate to use through its goons in the streets. They're called the Basiji paramilitary forces that the Iranian regime employs. They have done so to brutal effect in the past to uh, stop other large-scale protests. I think back to 1999, uh, Iranian universities, there were large-scale protests against the regime. I think of 2009, of course, the Green Revolution, we saw up to one million Iranians take to the streets of Tehran again to protest this regime. At the time, the regime looked like it was teetering. This was June 2009. It would have been great to have some statement of support from the U.S. government at the time, similar to the kind of verbal support Ronald Reagan gave to Soviet dissidents and countries trapped behind the Iron Curtain during the 1980s. Instead, former President Barack Obama said, quote, 
we don't want to be seen as meddling. I remember speaking to Iranian dissident friends of mine here in the U.S. saying, what is your president doing? Why won't he stand up for us and, and verbally support us? They weren't asking for boots on the ground. They just wanted some verbal support from the leader of the free world. They got the exact opposite, and they got an Iran nuclear deal a few, a few years later, courtesy of that same president, Barack Obama. Fast forward to 2019, we also had pretty large-scale protests in Iran, Brutal crackdown there as well. That's the thing here, folks, I keep coming back to. Iranians take to the streets, and the regime comes at them with the full deadly force that they have no hesitation in employing. Look no further than the man known as the Butcher of Tehran, Ibrahim Raisi, the current Iranian president, who many believe was behind the deaths of thousands of Iranians, Iranian dissidents, during the late 1980s, who dared protest against this regime. Yet the UN rolled out the red carpet for Raisi this week, and he spoke at the UN General Assembly. Now, we see already the regime uh, clapping back, so to speak, at the protesters. Major counter-protest uh, run by the Iranian government today, pro-regime protest. They're shouting death to Israel and death to America, of course, and they are vowing violence against the protesters. Folks, I say all this to say, to give you an update, number one, but number two, pray for the people of Iran right now. Remember, the Iranian people are not the problem. We make that clear day after day here in the newscast. It's the regime. The people of Iran are the main victims of this regime. And to give you a better idea of the dynamics on the ground in Iran, the Iranian people, the history of Iran, which was ancient Persia, a Bible land, and also a great untold story, the rise of the Iranian church. That's right. The fastest growing church where Christianity is blossoming is, against all odds, inside Iran. To give you an idea of all of that and a better picture, I want to go real quick to this clip that I did from a program I hosted for TBN a little while back called The Rise of the Iranian Church. It is very informative, especially with what is going on right now in the streets of Iran Take a look. We're joined now by Reza Safa, founder of TBN Najat and director of TBN Middle East. Reza, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be here. Yeah, there is so much to discuss, but I think a good way to start is to lay out how Iran is a Bible land. This was one of the lands mentioned many times in the Bible. Tell us a bit about that fascinating history. You know, if you read through the Old Testament, you see the book of Esther, Porsche, big portion of Nehemiah, Daniel, all took place in Iran. As a matter of fact, Daniel is buried in Iran. Uh, Haggai is buried in Iran. And of course, Esther was a Persian queen. You know, if you study the history of Israel, Iran was the key nation that God used to protect Israel from total destruction. Once during the time of uh, Cyrus, as a matter of fact, Cyrus was, his name was prophesied by Isaiah 200 years before Cyrus was born. Yeah, and God called him my servant Cyrus. He was Persian, which is modern exactly. day Iran. Exactly. And so Iran has uh, been a key uh, player, if you would, in the Old Testament in God's plan, and no wonder now God is pouring His Spirit so abundantly upon that land. Yeah, Reza, what a lineage. I mean, you mentioned Esther, Mordecai, Daniel, Nehemiah. 
incredible, incredible heritage, God is not done with Iran and some of the prophecies from Jeremiah that you and I have talked about. Tell us a bit more about that. Jeremiah chapter 49 prophesies uh, at the end of the time what God will do to Elam, which was one of the nations that joined under Cyrus and became great Persia. Elam, God says at the end of the time, he will break their bow and he will scatter people from that land to all corners of the earth, all four corners of the earth, which has happened since revolution. And then at the end it says, God will establish his throne in Elam at the end of the time. And uh, isn't that interesting that out of 51 yeah. Islamic nations, Iran is the first nation that is, is a time of God's visitation, outpouring of God's grace upon that land. Yeah, and you have said, Reza, that Iran will become the first Islamic nation to turn to Christianity. And against all odds, right? It's the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism and avowed enemy of America and Israel. But God is moving as we're gonna discuss and we'll discuss the prophetic. He's moving in Iran today, ancient Persia in a mighty way. The Iranian Revolution of 1979 produced one of the world's most tyrannical regimes. The Iranian people have suffered greatly under the ruling Ayatollahs, who have violently cracked down on any kind of political dissent. Freedom of speech and expression do not exist in Iran today. But it wasn't always this way. Iranians have a proud heritage that dates back some 2,600 years to the time of the Persian Empire. In those days, Iran, then known as Persia, ruled much of the known world and was home to legendary biblical figures like Esther, Mordecai, and King Cyrus the Great. Today, Iran's population is highly educated and young. At least 60% of Iran's 80 million people are under the age of 30. Many of these young Iranians have become disillusioned with Islam. Some have embraced atheism instead, but others have embraced Jesus. A a recent poll by a secular Dutch research group showed that Iran is now home to nearly one million Christians. Considering that preaching the gospel is illegal in Iran, this growth is nothing short of amazing, and it gives hope for a new era in this ancient and important Middle Eastern nation. Folks, pray for the people of Iran. Prayer works, and the people in that country need your prayers now more than ever. Remember, it wasn't too long ago that Iran was an ally of the United States and even of Israel. Yes, Israel and Iran had very warm relations prior to that 1979 Iranian revolution, which changed everything. And where the current Iranian regime practically copyrighted the phrases death to America and death to Israel. Let's pray for new leadership in that country. That would be an absolute game changer, obviously for the region and the world. And pray for the persecuted church in Iran, which continues to grow against all odds because you can't stop the gospel. We'll continue to follow this story very closely and bring you updates as we have them. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.